0: On November 2nd of 1743, a severe storm struck the American colonies from Virginia through the north. The storm might have been a late-season hurricane. Hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, brought to you by the Royal Canadian Mint. Find the new painted dime featuring Blue Nose in your change. The storm became known as the Eclipse Hurricane because it struck on the night of a lunar eclipse. Now, Benjamin Franklin was set up to observe the eclipse that night, so this did not help this day in weather history. On the June 29th episode of This Day in Weather History, I spoke of another founding father, Thomas Jefferson, and his passion for weather analysis. Born on April 13th of 1743, Jefferson was six and a half months old when today's event took place that also made Benjamin Franklin a lot older than him, too. Wow, I did not know that. Benjamin Franklin was living in the then U.S. capital, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and was excited about the prospect of recording observations of a predicted eclipse event. But as we all know, eclipses are only enjoyed in clear skies, and with a looming hurricane, cloud cover was likely on the way. Problem is, there was no such thing as a weather network back then, so there was no way of knowing there was a hurricane looming until it was upon you. It was amazing that he knew to prepare for an eclipse, but at least that science had been worked on for centuries already. Meteorology, not quite yet to that extent. And true to form, the associated clouds from the storm interfered. You're listening to This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada, reminding you to check your change for the new Painted Dime featuring Blue Nose from the Royal Canadian Mint. Franklin was a keen student of weather patterns already and turned his observations to what was happening at the moment. He noted that the winds accompanying the storm were from the northeast and therefore assumed that the storm had come from that direction, and that is why his view is all messed up. But if they came from the northeast, then they must have also interfered with lunar observations made by his brother back in Boston. It sounds to me a little bit like Ben was hoping his brother didn't have any better luck than him in seeing the eclipse. He was surprised and probably a little jealous to later find that the eclipse had been clearly visible in Boston after all, and that the storm had actually made its landfall there hours later. Taking the high road and sticking to science, Franklin concluded the storm had moved counter to surface-feature winds. His observations were justified when they were confirmed by another hurricane six years later that traveled up the east coast of the colonies in October of 1749. At that time, Ben Franklin was able to trace its movements by using newspaper accounts from various cities along the storm's course. By piecing together, like a detective, a collection of observations published in these papers, he was able to then follow the dotted line to the conclusion. By collating these reports in the order by which they would have happened, based on the location of the cities represented by their respective newspapers, it provided some essential insights into the way the weather works. And with that, meteorology had advanced another quantum leap forward in its development. Also at the time, Harvard professor Jonathan Winthrop, that does sound like a Harvard professor name, doesn't it? He recorded the dip in pressure that the system would have created as the storm passed over Boston. This was marked in the history books as the first such storm where barometric observations were made, more history. Further than that, Professor Winthrop made an entry in his notes remarking the rise in sea level and wind conditions during the storm's passage. It was because of this storm and the observations that were recorded that helped scientists gain a better knowledge about systems like this. They became aware that storms, rather than being driven by the surface wind that we experience, instead had independent wind circulations separate from the storm motion. This lit the fuse. By the early 19th century, New England scientists began theorizing that storms were, in fact, giant whirlwinds or cyclones that traveled over the Earth's surface. Oh man, had they only had radar or a view from an international space station, would have blown their minds. But the truly interesting part is that this snowball effect that led to the development of storm analysis was started because his view of a lunar eclipse was obscured by clouds. He set to find out what happened and that led to dominoes falling and the first storm where barometric observations were made, then from that, the advancement of storm predictions in the centuries that followed. And the night of that fateful eclipse hurricane was this day in weather history. Tomorrow is November 3rd, and it was back in 2002 when a powerful 7.9 magnitude earthquake became the strongest ever recorded in the interior of Alaska, as well as the largest recorded in the United States in 37 years. That story is tomorrow on This Day in Weather History with me, your host, Chris May, and brought to you by the Royal Canadian Mint. Find the new painted dime featuring Blue Nose in your change. See you tomorrow.